Oh. <laughs> there it is. Hi, and welcome to another edition of the Reason Thoughts Podcast with your hostess Anya and Fancy. Tonight we'll be talking to Wendy Robinson on how to build a website that sells. So, all right, so y'all stay tuned. like together because I'll start thinking as I'm in it and watching then I'll be like oh you need to make something you try to let them know so and so so and so so I gotta work on it <laughs> okay well hey fancy hey how was your weekend look like you had a good weekend uh how about it's been I've been moving ever since I got back I thought I'd be tired but um I actually had forgot about the weekend just that fast, but I had a good weekend. I attended um, Black Writers Weekend, and it's like it's kind of hard to describe because it is a weekend of events. Um, it's pre- it's presented by I'm gonna say it's presented by Tamika Newhouse, who I recently featured on the Higher South as well as um, in Swagger. If you all have checked out her feature, but she is the creator of the AAMBC Awards, which is the African Americans on the Move Book Club Awards. So she created this whole weekend, um, like Friday, there was, well, actually on Thursday, there was a movie screening, but I actually missed that one. Friday, I made it into town, and in my anxiety, I did not realize that the itinerary was laid out right on the website. So I'm emailing them like, hey, you know, I can't see the itinerary, da da not knowing like, yeah. So I ended up missing both Thursday and Friday, but Saturday I went to the lit crawl and it was like, um, y- y'all know how Atlanta has all the different black businesses. And so it was like this little stretch downtown and you could just kind of go from different businesses. Um, because they were also doing some type of Saturday first of the month market thing, which was really cool. So it's like, um, one of her panels took place in a, a barbershop and it was called His Story and it was um, a group of black men, four black men who have podcasts as well as the um, creator of 
I think it's Afros and podcasts. And so they were just, you know, sharing podcasts and tips and just talking about like being black men in podcasting, which was really good. Um, they touched on monetization a little. People were asking about being guests and things like that. And I hope to connect with all of those, um, all of those guys I have connected with too, but it's still one more that I want to um, reach out to because he was saying he was part of like the LinkedIn program. So I was interested in that. But um, then also Saturday evening, there was a mixer um, at Niao's. And so it was like a rooftop thing, but it just so happened to start raining just as I got like, as soon as I stepped outside the Airbnb, it was like drops falling. And by the time I made it there, it was raining. So a lot of people had left. Um, and I just stayed and talked to some people because my whole purpose was to make certain that I connected with people while there. So I'm very proud of myself for how I did with that. Mm -hmm. And then on Sunday, they had the award show. And the award show was so good. Like um, Terry McMillan came because she was being honored. And I feel like the award show, though, it didn't, it didn't get, it doesn't get, because she's been doing this for 14 years. But I think maybe it doesn't get as much attention as it should because like some of the authors and so on, the categories were good. The authors were good, you know, and then I was kind of disappointed because some um, of the recipients that actually won the categories, like they didn't show. And I'm not, I don't know for a fact, you know, but you know how sometimes people just kind of brush things off like, oh, I'm getting this, but you know, I ain't gonna go there. And I think just, you know, I think that she should be more supportive. It was really good. Yeah, Raymond Santana was there. Um, and uh, to to is it Tamika Davis? I always forget. No, Who don't forget it. She's a part of the um, Pink Panther clique, and I took a picture with Jamila Davis. Um, you know Jamila? Mm -mm. I think sometimes she works with Tamika. Is it Mallory? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think sometimes they partner with different things. Um, so she she was in prison. She was part of the Pink Panther clique. And then she wrote a book. Um, and so it was just, you know, but it, it was really good. Um, and then I just came on home. But it was it was a good time. Um, I enjoyed getting dressed up and just, you know, meeting new people. But you know what I said? I think it's kind of weird whenever I go places. Um Especially like this event was one of those things when you go someplace and you have the intention of meeting and connecting with other people that the women be more standoffish. You know, I don't think you probably had that problem, but I know I do have that problem. Like, Why you feel like I don't have that problem. Does it seem like people always gravitate to you? But for me, it's like, and I be trying to be friendly, be open, you know, and it's just like, I don't know. But it's the men that will come and talk to me, and I don't know, oh, I'm trying to holler type of stuff, you know, but just men come over and they end up, we end up holding a conversation. Like, I ended up meeting this guy from Haiti and we were about together most of the night for the um award show, just you know, talking, and he was so impressed by the awards too. And you know, he was just like, More people need to be here. So it was just it's just weird though how that how that is, you know, because everybody be posting in these posts about sitting at the table and this, this, and that, and then you know, you have these opportunities to connect with other women, and you it's like it's it's like people stick to who they know, you know. And I get it, but I don't get it. I was, first of all, I didn't know about it. So next time, let me know, girl. I um, mentioned it in the current, I've mentioned it in the contributors group at one point, but I didn't know I was going like until mm -hmm. the week before last. So I, I made all my decisions very last minute. My bad. There's a um a thing I want to go to is black rights, black women rights, something. 
Yeah, I remember. Okay. I, I want to go there. So, um, so on to what you at just said. People want to sit at the sit at the table. People want to sit at the table, but they don't know how to get to the table and sit. And women can be very cliquish, but a lot of women are scared to build with other women, so they stick to who they know. Now, here's the thing: it's a little something about me that y'all might not know. I'm very standoffish. I've learned that. I'm very standoffish if I'm by myself. I'm not talking to nobody. I'm going to stand in a cut by myself. Now, if I have somebody with me, I'll go and mingle and do different things. But, um, and I realized that I was, you know, I'm taking this class, this production class. And she said, we had a good um, conversation last week. She told me that I was very analytical and creative. And she said, that is so good, especially for this business. And she was like, but when you first, when we first met, you came off very standoffish. But, you know, my thought was this, when I was talking to her, she always just kept saying, well, I have all these years in the business. Just teach me what you're going to teach me. I don't need to keep hearing about how long you've been in this business. And that's how I am. And a lot of people, they know what you do or they see you. So they feel like they have, that's just like dating a man. A lot of times they got to tell you what all they have. And I just experienced this with this other guy. I got houses. I got business. I got this. Okay. I, I didn't ask you all that. You know, I'm trying to see if this can even work. And a lot of women are like that. They're, I don't want to say intimidated, but they feel like I got to tell you what all I have and I've accomplished in order for me to let you know that I'm supposed to be here. I ain't trying listen. If I ain't got to prove to nobody that I'm supposed to be here, I'm supposed to be here. Just know that I'm supposed to be here that I'm here. Well, for me it's like I paid to be here. Oftentimes. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, um that's just, you know, a thought, but but I, I get what you're saying, so I will have to take that into consideration. I'm not the type of person that'll approach someone, but um you know, I don't think I'd be seeming standoffish. I don't know. I will. I'll, I will also store a chicken to make certain I'm smiling, though. Well, I want to think about that too. There's some people that may not, that may feel like, just like you said that you that you don't go and step up to, step up to different people. Some women may not either. And I actually, you know what? I take that back because I will when it comes to getting an interview. But, you know, just other times. But I want to acknowledge some of the comments. So I see Arthur Obsession. Hey, Obsession said, I feel. And then she was saying, I feel the same. I feel like the same people get nominated, though. That's true, too, Obsession. And she was saying facts Um, when you were speaking. I saw that come up. Hi, Brian's, Brian Billingsley. Hi. Uh, I don't know what else that other party is, but also hi Thompson Star Power. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you guys for tuning in. So, um, well, Friday, I have a I have a new client. Um, her name is um Suge, the poet Suge, Suge Avery. And um, she does a she has a nonprofit. I don't know why I always feel like I'm sliding in this chair. Um, she has a nonprofit where she talks to um that she works with children in juvenile in detention centers well they are on probation and a part of their probation is they take her poetry class mm -hmm. so we drove down to um college station i did a video <laughs> i posted on the page also fancy's um adventures is on our instagram and mine as well 
Um, we went out to College Station, so we did that. I actually enjoyed myself. Um, it was, you know, the kids did really, really, really well. And then um, we went to a place called Fish Grill, not Fish City Grill. I think it's, I don't know, it's on the video. But their food was really, really, really good. <laughs> and then the next day, we spent a lot of time in T-Mobile. But we was... <laughs> <laughs> Girl, because she was trying to fi figure out get um get her phone, and T-Mobile was having a problem with transfer. It was just crazy. Oh, but um, we were in there acting up, and I actually met a young lady that um I was like, you know, come be a part of my management team, you know, um, with managing different artists because that's what I want to get into: managing artists, managing um talent, and she could be one of my people. So that happened. Um. Sunday, I just kind of was real low. I went, we went out um, Saturday night, enjoyed our lives. I very rarely go out, out. so it was really cute. Um, today's my daddy's birthday, so I didn't know that. Yeah, I went back to work yesterday from my grandmother's <laughs> service, from being out for my grandmother's service, and then today is my father's birthday. Um, my friends have been loving on me. One of my girlfriends, um, shout out to her, Siobhan, she um, door dashed me some lunch. <laughs> so I had to worry about lunch. And um, Autumn, so I'm made up today because our um, makeup artist, Autumn, hit me up and she just was like, she needs to get some new shots, some promo shots. So I was like, okay. I've been looking at your makeup this whole time. Like, on your makeup looks so damn good. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do it. You did that. And this is what she kept saying. She said, oh, sis, I need to get you a date. You need a date. <laughs> so you, I'm like, hush. And, you know, as she was doing my makeup and stuff, she was like, your skin is so good. I was like, well, you're not going to the esthetician. She said, yeah, but your skin's always been good. I was like, yeah. And I go to the esthetician because I've gotten older <laughs> and I want to keep things in line. And so we did that. I did a little mini commercial for... Um, I did a um, a TikTok because y'all know that's my thing now. I'm doing TikToks everywhere. Every time I'm going somewhere, a video. Okay. So it could be a real. Yep. I sure am. Yeah. So that was that. Um, and uh, that. Shout out to Autumn iGlam Nation. www.iglamnation.com. Um, on the beat. I told her today because I was like, I can wear it on the pocket. <laughs> I ain't got to worry about doing my makeup. So. That was her. Of course, she asked about you and was like, yeah, it's fancy. Yada, 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 yada. Yeah. I'm such you already follow me on TikTok, girl. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. So, um, moving on. This caught my attention segment. Hey. All right. So, I'm just scrolling through, through um, Instagram, Facebook, all of that. And, um... I run across Irv Gotti yapping, y'all. He yapping. So he's talking about his relationship with Ashanti, how he found out that Sean was um, dating Nelly. So y'all know I had to go listen to the whole interview. First of all, Drink, Drink Champs is a very good podcast. <laughs> I was like, oh, I've had to watch this more. Um but he talked about how he kept talking about how she won her masters and how he didn't mess over her in the beginning. You know, she got she's getting all this money and now she want to take the only thing that that is his 
which is the masters, but he's already, he's about to sell the masters anyway. So she's not going to get that. And now she wants the instrumentals. She asked for the instrumentals and he was like, no. Um, so, but Ja Rule was there and he kept calling her a B and it seems like he was so upset about what, you know, the fact that Ashanti wanted her masters. This and that. He, he was like a love, a, a guy who was still upset about a relationship. Um, I didn't like the fact that he told her business. If Shine's never talked about their relationship or anything, but he really got into, excuse me, the nitty gritty of it all. Like even down to the song Happy, he was like, they had just finished having sex and he got the tune in his mind and then they went to the studio and wrote it. Like, why do we need to know that? Especially if she's never, you know, said anything about it. He talked about um, how when the feds came, how when the feds came and she was like, I'm out, I'm not doing this no more. Um, how she's never been wanting to be a part of a reunion tour, how she didn't want to be a part of the documentary. Now, I truly believe that this was all because of the I documentary. This is why he was talking reckless. He says that all of this is a part of the um the documentary but here's my question to you should you sit around and let your homeboy talk noise about your homegirl because we all know that sean is so that's the tnt question of the night um so y'all put y'all comment y'all put y'all um comments in the thing everybody knows how ja and sean is like this and ashanti is like this should Irv Gotti has, has should he have stopped Irv? Because Fat Joe even came up and was like, Ja was sitting right there and he kept calling her a B and these different things. So I feel like Ja should have been like, look, before he said stop calling them Bs, he should have been stepped up and been said something. And yeah. Yeah, I agree. Cause the first when he was first talking about it to me, I was kind of like, dang, um, Jarul seemed like he too, you know, he's finding it's too funny to say this is someone else that's, that's supposed to also be a friend to him. So um, I would be, you know, I'd be done with both of them, but maybe she already knew. Um, I didn't really, at one point, like I didn't totally know all that about the masters and stuff. And at one point it seemed like um, Jarul was saying he doesn't have anything to do with something. So I was like, uh, that kind of confused me, but I said I was going to look further into it. I didn't, but my whole thing was um, maybe that's why she's not interested in doing anything with them because she know how he is as well. So maybe she just puts on a show with him when it's, you know, time to do that. But I see Obsession said, Irv is a bomb for what he's been doing. He needs to let it go. He does, because that's like talking about it way too much. And... uh who was it? Fed Joe did make some great points. Absolutely not. Jaru showed us years ago that he has no backbone. That's also obsession. And then I see Soraya Kristen Balu said he definitely should have stood up if he's really her friend because he was all on Joe's head at the verses about calling women bees. Wow. Okay. So I didn't see the verses, but I get what y'all saying. I watched the verses and yes, he was all on his head. And he kept I mean, he kept at it. He kept calling them bees. But it was later on, he was like, say, bro, stop calling them bees. Again, I'm sitting there like, this is supposed to be your sister. Like, you rocks with her. Like, that's your sister. After the verses, you, Joe, and Sean got on the, um, got on the, um, the thing. Yeah. Um, got on the, 
the Instagram live and was talking about it. Like, no, but yeah, the master. So what he said about the masters is, did you, did you hear that part? Well, um, I heard him say like he was about to sign some type of deal or something. Um, so I didn't understand that the deal was about to be about the masters. I didn't even totally understand that he was talking about a, of what you call it um a documentary coming out because i heard fat joe say something about like if if it was a documentary but i'm not um i mean he's really making himself i feel like look like you know less than a man or that type of man like that's not attractive at all and i think other men are gonna agree as well as other women you know so so right if you would like to see, because um, it's three hours and something, if you would like to see the part where he's talking about Ashanti really much, um, it's 51 minutes in to the conversation. And he keep, like, it seemed like he just keep bringing her back up. And it was just, yeah. Wow. Oh, I did not know it was three hours. But y'all check out our sponsor, um, Impact Prolific, I'm sorry, Prolific Impact Coaching with their commercial. guest miss Wendy miss Wendy Robinson um fancy the um oh I'm so sorry <laughs> I'm like um, what you doing I wasn't even seeing it Miss Wendy Robinson here I I'm so sorry I should have been better prepared what's the name of your business name of my business is Wendy J Creative Wendy J Creative. I'm sorry, I usually have that right here. Um, Miss Wendy Robinson of Wendy J Creatives, welcome to Theories and Thoughts Podcast. Thank you, thank you for inviting me. Thank you. Of course, of course. Why don't you tell our audience a little bit about yourself? Well, I am um, a longtime entrepreneur. Started off years ago as uh, a wedding planner. I had a wedding planning business back in Phoenix. Um, by profession, I spent a lot of time in corporate America and it was like really, really boring work. I was an accountant, you know, doing budgets and all that stuff. And I said, you know what, I want to do something creative and, um, you know, outward with people. And I said, you know what, I can create events. So I, I started a wedding planning business, but I didn't like giving up my weekends. I did that for about two or three years straight. And I loved doing it. I was great at it, made some great money at it. But I was like, you know what? I like to do my own thing on the weekend. So I turned into a coach for event planning vendors, like photographers, other planners, mm -hmm. and so on. So that more kind of morphed into coaching entrepreneurs in general. But I always had a technology background, always from like in my 20s. I always kept my ear to what was going on in technology. And so uh, back in 2010, when I got laid off from my full-time job as an accountant, I said, you know what, I'm not going to do that work anymore. I'm going to go back to school and get my degree in accounting. And I dabbled in wedding, wedding uh, web 
design and technology and online stuff throughout the years, but I perfected it and started a business helping other entrepreneurs get online, get seen online and use the right kind of tools for their business. Cause there's just so many choices out there. So that's kind of my entrepreneurial journey, how I got started. Well, and I, I remember you. And also, guys, um, Wendy is my pod mate in the CEO Collective um, with APL Franks. And I'm actually wearing my CEO Collective shirt tonight. Look, I'm trying to show it, but move over some. I don't have one. move. <laughs> I don't know, but y'all can kind of see. It. <laughs> but as we are talking about um, Black-owned businesses and brands, I've been trying to make certain all my shirts this for the month are, you know, black owned brands. And so that is one of those I like to support. So I'm so happy to have you, Wendy, because um, I know that you have a wealth of knowledge about websites and, you know, just tech for one. Yeah. But I think that um, oftentimes just for me personally, because I'm always looking at people's sites um, when I'm trying to, you know, figure out if I'm going to interview them or not or whatever the case may be. And I realized, like, uh, I see some of the craziest stuff, you know, like, to mm -hmm. me, I think, and this is me personally, but I don't think you should have, like, websites with uh, red fonts, you know, just, like, all red fonts, things like that, that just kind of stand mm -hmm. out, but um, I wanted to know, you know, just, like, what was it that, how did you get to that next level, like, you mentioned that you dabbled into websites initially, but how did you get to that second stage where like okay i'm a master at this i know what i'm doing i'm securing it like how what was your mindset with that well it was it was the wedding planning business back when i started it websites were just websites and blogs were just coming online like the internet was brand new and everybody was you know finding their place online and i lived in phoenix and i was trying to compete with the high-end wedding planners I wasn't going to start at the bottom. I'm like, look, if I'm going to do this, I, I need to make some money, right? But my problem was they had money to pay a web designer to build their website, and I didn't. Mm -hmm. well, after work at night, I would go home and teach myself WordPress mm. and teach myself what makes a website look good. What is it used for? Why am I spending all this time figuring out this technology for a online brochure, as they say, what is it supposed to, how is it supposed to help my business? And so I learned about the technology of, behind a website and how to put it together, but I also learned how to use it as a marketing tool. So that just wanted, that just made me want to learn more about this whole online space and how people are using it. And then, you know, I mean, you guys see technology changes quickly all the time. Things are coming left and right at you. And because of that, a lot of entrepreneurs don't understand what they need, how they need to make their decisions on what to use. They hear this person use this technology and they say, oh, well, maybe that'll work for me. Instead of really looking at their business and what their process is and saying, okay, what makes sense for what I need? And so that's kind of something that makes me stand out. I work with people that do that, that need, I, I make sure they understand that before they spend a whole lot of money on technology. So it was just, it was basically born out of a need that I wanted to look good online, you know, and I didn't have the money to pay somebody to do it. Plus I wanted to control it myself. So I just, I taught myself how to use it. And then I went back to school and, you know, 
learn the, the real deep stuff about it. And, and now I just keep up with it. I just educate myself and make sure I keep up with the technology. Yeah, I feel you. And I, um, cause I, I'm a WordPress user too. I love WordPress. So I, I've been teaching myself. Well, I've, someone else started out teaching me initially uh, to me with my website. And then I just, um, took it over from there. Cause again, like you said, I couldn't afford to have her like, you know, maintain it. And it's been about 10 years now that I've been using it. So I think I'm pretty good at it, but I, I realized there's still always so much more, you know, from the plugins yeah. and the different stuff. So it is really, um, Back when I first started, it was just a blogging platform. And it, to use WordPress, you really had to be like a programmer, right? Oh. So, but over the years, they have made it much more user-friendly for the average user. Like you don't have to, you don't have to know code now to use it. Yeah. And there are even um, things that you can add onto your site that really turn it into a drag and drop environment, just like all the other tools that are coming on online like canva and kajabi and squarespace all of those are tools made for the average user well wordpress has things that you can use with their uh, platform that give you so much control and so much power so i always tell people look you gotta learn how to use something right you gotta teach yourself how to use something so you might as well use something that's going to cost you a lot less money and give you more control so that's why i like using it you sound like me. So a year ago, I decided to branch off and make my website and Fancy had to help me because I was like, Fancy, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and I work and I do um, WordPress and I actually updated it. Yes. No, the day before yesterday. Yesterday. Oh, I meant to say that yesterday was 10 years for my business. And I, yeah. And um, I was like, I didn't realize it when I, I was just, I just knew that it needed a makeover. I was like, I need to change because I had so many pictures of myself mm -hmm. and my page was, my website wasn't about um, my modeling. It was for my consulting business. So I was like, okay, I need <laughs> to change. Yeah, Let me make it more consulting. And it had been on me and I just decided Sunday night to start working on my website yeah, at night. It's not that hard. It really isn't. It, well, for me, here's the thing. I don't want to learn it. I'd rather pay somebody to put it, put it together and I maintain it. Mm -hmm. I don't want to have to figure it out. Right. And that's, and I'm that user. I'm a creative to an extent. I don't know if you heard me. What are my, um, this lady I'm taking a class from on production, she was like, you're an analytic, but you're a creative as well. And I'm like, yeah, and I'm very creative to an extent. I don't want to fool with all that. And, but I want my, my website to look a certain way. So my question to you is what's one of the major things? Cause I know for me, it was not putting, not getting the right template and putting up a bunch of pictures of myself. Like when you went, you, you just seen a bunch of pictures of me. So what is one of the, things that you find like looking at different people's websites is like one of the worst things that you can do or not a good idea. Okay. So I use, I create, um, I created a framework called behind the site that sells. That's my, that's how I teach people that come to work with me and site S I T E is uh, the first letter. Obviously it spells out all of the different 
pillars that I use to teach people what they need before, before, not after they build their website. Because <laughs> here's the thing. If you go through my framework, you're going to see that every decision you make throughout the framework is going to help you make the decision on what technology you use. Okay. You may come to me and I go through your business model and we talk about your life and how you want to run your business and what you do and everything like that or where you are, what stage you're in. And I may say to you, you ain't ready for a website. You need a web presence. But it doesn't have to be a website. You need something simple to get your list going. You need a strat, you know. So site stands for strategy, information, technology, and engagement. Those four pillars are what I take people through before we even build the website. And each of those pillars, you know, for instance, strategy. We have to talk about your business model. What it is, what are you selling? Who are you selling it to? What's your promise? And why should they work with you? Right. right? The information is what information do you need to, to gather and what content do you need to create in order to convince those people that you are their solution? So some of that information is your brand story, right? You want to you want to share your brand story. Some more information is maybe um, the gap, you know, what it is between your solution and what the person knows. Well, there are certain things that person has to know before you can work with them. Like, I don't want to work with somebody if they don't even know what they're offering or what they're mm -hmm. selling or what they're going to call themselves. They need some information. They need some education before right. the website. And then the third bucket of information is really how are you going to solve their problem? All the different ways you can share value with them to make them buy your offers. And then the T stands for technology. Obviously, it's all the different tools you're going to use and the systems you're going to use. And then the E is engagement. How are you going to use your all of your uh, your strategy, your information, and the technology to pull people to you. Are you going to use social media? Are you going to be a blogger? Are you going to do a podcast? You know, all the different ways you can engage with people. So those four pillars, really, you need to have those written down and decided before you decide whether it's time to build a website. Because then you can build a website that helps you facilitate those things. See what I'm saying? Not everybody's going to be a blogger, so they don't need a blog. And maybe they don't need a WordPress website because they're an independent professional and they, or they're somebody who wants to sell product, right? So maybe they need a Shopify. Right. Because they're, you know, more retail and physical products. Or maybe they're a photographer or an event, you know, more of a creative person. There's another platform that I recommend people use called Show It. It's really, really a nice platform designed for more creatives in the event industry. So there's all kinds of things you got to think about before you even get a, a build your online presence. And some people, all they need is a landing page and an email list to start. I never would have thought of that. But now what you're saying, I mean, it makes sense. To yeah. me, I've always kind of believed like if a person doesn't have a site, because I know like even if we have uh, clients... You know, normally I'm like, 
they got to have a website so we can have something to link back to. But I like the idea, though, that even if they, if they could have something like a landing page, because right. in the past, we, I mean, we don't still accept it now. But in the past, there have been people that maybe only had like a Facebook page. And I really didn't like that. You know, I just yeah. thought they needed something mm -hmm. that made them look more credible. But that makes sense, though, with the landing page. And, and, right. and of course, we're always talking about email lists. So that makes sense. Right. And sometimes that's all you need to start. You know, I talk, I, I spoke to a client today. She's not quite there yet. She's still working on what she wants to sell in the form of packages and how she wants to serve her clients. But she's still she's engaging with people online, but she has no place to send them to give them information, a place that's all hers on the Internet. And I said, well, yeah. just have a landing page. And on that landing page, you can introduce yourself talk about at a very high level what you do and then at the bottom put in a, a form to grab their email give them some some sort of a download or even just to get on your list for future future announcements you don't always have to give something away because i mean i mean i think i'm over it now i have downloaded so many freebies in my life um, <laughs> just like many other people it it really it really is important to give value instead of just giving something away just to, just to do it i like that yeah. landing pages are it's a web page right it's just not a web page on your website it's a web page on somebody else's server that you are using to draw people to your brand gotcha i didn't know that's what that was i thought it was a website yeah well a landing page is a page on the web it's just not on your personal website. For instance, I set somebody up yesterday with ConvertKit. And in ConvertKit, you can create a landing page, but you can also sell products. So she created some sort of a workbook. Uh, she she uh, does personal development type work, um, life coaching. And she created this workbook for like 17 bucks. It's just a PDF. And so she sells that through the convert kit tool and then she has a landing page for people to sign up for appointments or whatever she doesn't even have a website yet so all she pays for is convert kit right now for $30 a month and so no the landing page is not her website her own personal website but it is a place that she can send people and drive traffic to in order to do business with people big so difference it will have her business name as the URL, right? You can set up your own domain. Okay. On ConvertKit. So it looks like it's your website. Right. Okay. Yeah. Don't make, I've never heard of ConvertKit. That's interesting. It's just like uh, ActiveCampaign or Flowdesk or um, yeah. Constant Contact. It's yeah, Anya probably don't be paying attention to none of those. Yeah. It's an no. email, email list provider. That's all that is. Me, me and Fancy had to talk about scheduling yesterday. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Fancy saves me because I went to college for computer information systems, but I did not. I, I left and got an education degree mm -hmm. to teach <laughs> because okay. I didn't want to do programming. Right. I didn't want to do none of that. And Fancy is very techie. A lot of people don't know that. I don't, mm -hmm. I, I'm sure she knows that she's techie. She's very techie and she'll get in there. I'm just tell me the feedback, sis. I, 
I'm good. So all of that that you were saying, I didn't know what it was. It's all right. I just learned about Candidly. Well, as you, <laughs> as you, as you, you know, develop processes in your business and for your consulting business, those are some of the things that you're going to have to be faced with. And the more you automate, the more time you'll have to spend with your clients. I tell people all the time, you know, it's great to have a manual process to do everything, manually sending out a contract, manually sending out an email or, or agreement or invoices. You got to run behind people to send a reminder because they didn't show for the appointment. Automation is better than being frustrated. Yeah. So you might as well be frustrated for a little while setting up your automation than to be frustrated all the time. This is true. You you yeah. a word of a lie. Yeah. And I've been learning so much um through my pod, which Wendy's in, and then also just the collective, just about automation. Cause I had heard of it, you know, and I had did little things, but I realized that it's like a whole other world just of other stuff. So I'm still learning a lot of stuff. But I want to touch on um, mm -hmm. I just want to acknowledge some of the comments. So I see Soraya, Christine Bellow said, Tech is my kryptonite. Oh. <laughs> and then she um Jeffrey Hicks said, congratulations. I think that was for your anniversary, uh, maybe. And Soraya also said, over here right now, trying to put together a great landing page. And she was saying, that's so exhausting. I think that's pertaining to what you all were just saying, what you were just saying about, like, mm -hmm. doing all that stuff manually. Like, being able to automate, I think that that changes the game because they gives you more time to be able to do other stuff, you know? And a lot yeah. of people don't realize that. So you'll be thinking, oh, I'm getting stuff done, but you could possibly be doing twice as much if you have more stuff. Right. On. And so I just tell people, take a, take a step back, you know, just really step back, back away from the, from the desk <laughs> and the computer. Right. And really think about what it is you want to do next. What do you need? And, like I said, there's so much noise on the internet. Everybody is talking about, they can teach you how to do this and do Facebook ads and blah, 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 this, blah, 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 blah. do your course, do this. It's, it's crazy. And so you really have to zero in. And that's why I like to take people, just walk them through my process and, and they don't have to pick everything on my list. But we have a conversation about what it is you want to do. How do you want to operate? As a consultant, how do you pronounce your name? Ar Arnia? Anya. Anya. It, as a consultant, you may want to work with people only virtually, or you may only want to work with people one-on-one -on -one in a local setting. That's a decision you make for your business, right? Well, to facilitate, to facilitate a, a virtual process, you're going to need certain things, right? You need a camera, you need a Zoom thing or a StreamYard or whatever. Yeah, but you right because you because you're used to doing it. But but for though for that person that knows nothing about that and they only know one on one, maybe they don't need that. And but they still need a process on how to meet with people, right? And so you're going to send out an email to each person to remind them, and you're going to send out the invoices manually each time. No, you need a system to do that to save your time. Right. When I did Candlely, it. It did that. Like yeah. I set it up last night. I put my PayPal on there. Yep. And all of that. And now well, you don't have to worry about it. Mm -hmm. right. Shout out to Fancy. Yeah. <laughs> if it wasn't because she was saying keep and she was saying some other stuff. And I was like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I, I'm the keep user though. I, I mean, it has its little things that I don't like, but right. overall, it was my, uh, I guess, my big introduction to automation because mm-hmm. I haven't used Mailchimp for years. But it wasn't, you know, there's just other stuff that Keep can do, so that's why right. I really like it. Right. Mailchimp is more for just emails and newspapers. Yeah. And um, Keep is, is more of a it does more for you. It's more of those uh, all-in-one type of things. And those are great once you have your system set up. Once you know what, and I don't mean, well, let me take that back. Not once you have your system set up. Once you have on paper written down what your process is, how are you going to work with clients? Oh. How are you going to get clients? How are you going to work with them? And then what you're going to do with them afterwards? And every right. single thing you do, every workflow process, you can look at it. Can I automate that? Can I automate that? Can I automate that? And how can I do it? Can I do it with MailChimp? Nope. Can Keep do it? Yep. Keep can invoice. Keep can remind people. Keep can, I can build landing pages and the whole nine. So in, so for you, Fancy, Keep is great. But for somebody who's just starting out, ConvertKit or, or uh, MailChimp might be perfect for them. Yeah, right. all they're doing is list building right now and getting their getting their feet wet in the business. That's what the last night I actually because I'm um I'm I start my workshop next Monday. Okay. Um, it's called Mental State of Entrepreneurship, and when she told me, I was like, "Oh, this will help somebody in their mental space." So I then started doing research and pulled up. Um, it looks like about six or seven different scheduling. So now I just need to get in there and maybe that's something that I have them do on Monday, like see which one will work best for your business. If that, Mm -hmm. if that, so. Well, Calendly is great. I love using that. And I usually recommend that to a lot of my coaches and consultants when they're starting out because it's so easy to use. Well, that's why I went because it's black on. I ain't gonna lie. (laughs) That's why I recommend it too. I was like, oh, it's black. Oh, when you told me it was black, oh, I, I ignored everything else. It was like, oh, Kennedy is what I'm going to do that. I'm yeah. going to do that one. Well, okay. one thing I wanted to ask about, Wendy, um, because I, I did see it in your bio when I was looking it over, that you mentioned that like the tech industry is a male-dominated industry. But I'm kind of curious because now it's like, and I don't know, maybe it's because I pay more attention to women who are doing things. Do you still feel that it's a male-dominated industry now in 2022? Or do you think it's kind of progressed? Or oh, something? no, it's progressed. Okay. It's progressed. So let me give you a bit, let me give you a, a visual of what life was like back in 1986. No, yeah, 86, 87. Back then there every all the males it was it was a very male dominant all the guys did it but because you know that don't bother me and i'm gonna do what i want to do i was always in their face always trying to figure out what they were trying to do so it, it i was never intimidated by it i'm like if they could do it i could do it too i was better in math than most of the males in my class so i know i could do this but today, there's so many organizations and so many programs to bring our girls and our young ladies up and to teach them, um, especially since, you know, in the last 10, 20 years, the, you know, the internet wasn't even around back then, right? 
So late 1990s, the internet comes on the scene. And so all the kids that are coming up now, that's all they know. They don't know the world that was around before the internet was here. And so technology is really adapting to the growth of our kids and how fast they're learning things. So now the girls are, I don't know if they're outshining the guys, but they're giving them a run for their money. Trust me. Definitely. See, in 1999, me going to DeVry, I was in there with a lot of men, white men. And I just was like, you know, I don't want to do this. This yeah. isn't fun. This isn't. And then, you know, you want to raise your hand. You want to ask stuff. If I had stuck with it, I would have did good. But it's just, I just wasn't that person at 18, right. 19 that wanted to sit here. And I look, I feel invisible because my, my teacher was a white man. And almost everybody in the class was white. I was good in math. Don't get me wrong. I graduated mm -hmm. high school with six maths. So math wasn't the issue. So I, I can attest to that. Like now I see women in, in computer information systems. I see women in tech, STEM, all of that. And yeah. yeah. The first school I went to, every single classmate I had was male. There were no other women. Wow. And all, like, I finished my degree at University of Phoenix, but I started at this other school called University of Advancing Computer Technology. And it was like, the whole building was just nothing. It was just all about technology. Nothing but men everywhere. Mostly white men. But I had just got out of my first marriage. I had gotten a divorce. And I was reinventing myself. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going into the lines then. I'm going to show these men just what I could do. And I busted my butt, you know, and I really, I showed them. I think back then, um, I think I was dabbling in. I was thinking about trying to be a game um, programmer to program games because I like video games. But I'm like, no, I ain't trying to keep up with them. They're crazy. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be the first black network engineer at my company. I didn't get to that point because that's all the behind the scenes stuff. And I didn't want to do that. I wanted to do the stuff that more front end stuff and people that the things that people see on the screen. And so I decided to go into web development and technologies, which is a lot more fun for me because it's more creative. But yeah, it was when I started, it was nothing but a bunch of old, not old, but a bunch of white men in my classes who challenged me challenged me and I remember the last class I took before I switched school was this database theory class and it was right before Christmas. My project was so fly. I said I wanted to go first. You had to show your project to the to the professor. Mine was so fly and it worked so well that he didn't test me on the last portion of my project because he could see the way I had programmed it. I had already dotted all the I's and crossed all the T's. And then he said, you're done. You can go. Merry Christmas. And oh. so the other the other class members had to stay and show them their project. But I like I got an A plus in that class. So that that's something that really gave me a lot of confidence to go on and then enroll at the University of Phoenix and get my degree. And here we are today. I love technology. So, so if you had to say, um, you know, like just as far as website essentials, things that you definitely need to have on your website, whether it be the pages um, or, you know, plugins, 
Um, and I know, again, especially when you have a purpose in mind, it can get to be very specific. But if you could just kind of share like some general things, maybe that people should definitely have incorporated. Okay, so it depends. First of all, it depends on what kind of business you have. Okay, but everybody should at least when people land on your website before they scroll, before they click, they should know what who you are and what you sell whether that's a service or a product and that your welcome message, or I like to call it a promise statement, which is the first thing they should see is convinces them that they've landed in the right place and that they have found the answer to whatever issue or problem they're looking for. So if you are that specific with your promise statement before they scroll and before they click, then you've got a great, Web, you've got a great start to a website. And then some other things are, you know, they want to know who they're doing business with. So absolutely your brand story, a little bit about you. And then also some sort of description on what you sell, details, a place for people to ask questions, or if you have a frequently asked question section, that's very, very, very important because people aren't going to reach out to you right away. They're going to check you out and you know, see what you're about. So a frequently asked questions section. And then lastly, a way for them to contact you, whether that's by email, phone, a contact form on your contact page. Um, that's very important. So a promise statement, a welcome um, to, your, to your website to make them comfortable, make sure they know that they've reached the right place, something about you, something about your services, and a way to contact you. Those are very, very important. If you don't have that information, then you could be leaving money on the table. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Is there, is there anything that we did not discuss that you would like to make sure we discuss? No, I think I I tried to give you give you guys as much information as I could in this short period of time. But um, I love to talk about this stuff. I talk about it all day. Well, you can reach Miss Wendy Robinson at Wendy J J um, is W E N D Y J A Y C R E A T I V E dot com. Um, it's her website and on Instagram at Wendy J Creative. J is spelled J A Y. Um, if you would like to reach out to her, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, I see a question. Uh. Is it the question or is it something I sent you in the chat? Oh, okay. You want me to answer that offline? Uh, yeah. I just okay. wanted to make sure and I asked you because I told her I was going to ask you a week ago. and I, I waited do. I do. And okay. I'm working right. on you now. <laughs> okay. So I'll let her know. <laughs> okay. You guys have a great night. Thank you. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Very informative. And I can relate to being in tech, girl. I hated it because I just they just made you feel like you didn't know nothing. And I was like, mm, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I won't do this no more. Yeah, I, I, know. I, I like tech. I really do. But I don't think I could go into like a formal setting with it. I, yeah. It's boring. Honestly, it's boring. It's because it's quiet and you, you're working on your flow chart and you're working on like it's so intense. I was just like, yeah, this ain't for me. It's too quiet. It was too quiet for me. I needed noise like something. <laughs> Anywho, anywho, um, <clears throat> what am I saying? 
Thank you, Soraya. She said, love it, ladies. Take care. Thank you, Soraya. I hope you got some, um, some of, you know, that, that Wendy's uh, tips and tricks um, help you out. Yeah, that was that was really good because I ain't know nothing about no. Now I gotta go investigate with landing pages. <laughs> they put me on to landing pages to um the pod did because I didn't really understand them at first. I kind of knew what they were, but I didn't know what they were. So just they use them a lot, so it really helped. I'm like, ooh, okay, no, I gotta figure this out. Um. If you like, if you have any questions, concerns, or any suggestions on being or uh, would like to be a guest on the show, you can reach us at theories and thoughts at ladycl.com. We're always looking for guests. Um, just shoot us a, a, a pitch. Someone asked me that in the group that I'm in. I had um, somebody had said something, and they were like, Well, um, how, how can I be on the show? I was like, Send me a pitch, email us, send us a pitch. And, I mean, we might just let you be on the show. Depends. Depends on how good she is. Um, anywho, um, I am Anya, Anya C.M. Davis. I know sometimes I say Anya, sometimes I say Anya. I prefer Anya. Um, as you know, like I said, iGlamNation.com. Miss Autumn did my makeup. She does um, fancy makeup when she comes to town. She's good. She does, um, always does my makeup. Pretty much anything you see me in in Dallas. She did my makeup. Um, I can be reached at www.ladyseal.com. Also, my link tree is ladyseal.com. Go check out my new website I just did. Um, I don't have no plugins. I got to learn about plugins. Girl, there's so much I got to learn about. Um, Instagram is lady.ceo. Remember, lady is spelled with an I. My email is arnya at ladyseal.com. Fancy. All right. And um, if you have some questions about plugins, I can help you let me know what it is you're trying to do. Or I can also, um, well, I'll look and see which ones I think you might be needing on your site to let you know. Okay. Okay. So, um, guys, of course, everything pertaining to me and Swagger Magazine is at swagger.net. And then, of course, on all social media outlets, we are Swagger Magazine. We do have a TikTok now, so you guys can follow us there. Um, And then... Uh, for myself, everything is fancy swagger, including my Instagram. My link tree is fancy thoughts, and we are running a promo right now. Um, as we're working, we're gearing up for our healing issue, which is going to be the next issue that we'll be dropping. So you can um, secure your features actually until the 11th for you could get a two-page feature for 250, and that is a big discount because it's normally like 650 or 600. So that's a big deal. Um, if anybody's interested, of course, we also still have our business business besties promo that is taking place, whereas you can buy an online feature and get the other one half off. So if you have a business partner or you're in business with your spouse or, you know, you just got a friend girl and y'all both want to be in a magazine online, then you all can check us out also. Um, at, and those all those options well offers are on our website if you visit our shop store. And I think that's it. All right, but that's all we have. Um, I don't, I can't remember who's next week. I need to do better. Uh, it's Angel and Brent, or Angel and Brent next week? Yeah, because I put Nacha at the end, huh? Okay. So <laughs> Angel and Brent, um, uh, I want to say Rhodes, from um, Bay to Bride will be our guest next week. Mm-hmm. I'm looking to be sure. It's the 16th, yep. Okay. That's what we'll be here next week. We'll see y'all later.
Bye. Bye.